Hey everyone, it's your resident dungeon master Austin here. We at Me, My Spouse, and I do purport to be a family-friendly show, so fair warning, there are some strong implications of some pretty dark stuff near the end of this episode. More than just routine fantasy violence that I'd probably put around a PG-13-ish level. So, if you find that that is inappropriate for you or someone you supervise who also listens, be warned. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Vitklo lives, or so it seems, as our heroes find themselves cornered by a massive white wolf. Will they make it across the bridge in one piece? Or is this chasm the end of their journey? And if not, what other cliches stand between our adventurers and something original? Welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 30 of Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. If you like what you hear in the next hour or so, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to us. Getting reviews is a really great way for us to reach more great listeners like you and to grow the audience of the show. Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends, so please do just that. Not 30. I know, it's so exciting. D- dirty 30. Isn't it, isn't it flirty, flirty 30. 30? Is it? I don't know. It depends on what kind of person you are. <laughs> That's true. I know when I was a kid, I would always watch 13 Going on 30, which is a rom-com. I've I, never. No. I was about to be like, I doubt you've ever seen Thirteen Going no, on Thirty. I have not. <laughs> I'm sure you and your brothers didn't sit down to watch it. <laughs> That's quite a quite a jump there. <laughs> oh man! Did you ever watch? Did your mom ever watch rom coms that you would have to like sit and watch with her? Yeah. What were the? I've cl- seen like You've Got Mail. Yeah, I was gonna ask what like the and, classic uh, ones were. Ah. Uh... Oh, shoot, that one with Harrison Ford. <laughs> That's a lot. Sabrina? I know. Yeah. Yes. How do you say, uh, I'm looking at what I want? I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember. remember. Exactly. Wait, no, I legit don't remember. No, that was not me quoting anything. That actually was the next line. No. <laughs> you subconsciously quoted it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, the indoors. And then there was... There was this one movie that I can't remember. Some what is it? Somewhere in time. It's not really a rom com so much as like a just a rom. I uh, not like a guy who goes back in time on Mackinac Island and falls in ooh. love, but then he sees a penny from the future and it snaps him out of <gasps> the time travel, and he well, has to sad. come back to the present after he fell in love with someone in the past. Yeah. No, that is kind of sad. Did yeah. he creepily find the descendant of the person that he was in love with and then fall in love with them? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> time travel and love is always usually sad. Yeah, yeah. I've seen snippets of the time traveler's wife. I haven't even seen snippets of that. More recent. Yeah, that was pretty. As in like past, what, 10 years rather than. Wasn't it the past know. five years? Was it really like within 10 years? I don't know. Time does. Someone was talking about like 2012 the other day, and I was like, yeah, like last year. And then I was like, oh my gosh. That the was movie a- came out in 2009. So yeah, 10 Wait, years ago. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I still feel like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's still kind of new. <laughs> I don't think I have that excuse anymore. <laughs> no, that was a while ago. Oh, man. It was quite some time. Mm. Oh, it is somewhere in time. Yep. Who's in that? Christopher Reeve. Ooh, that was one of the first times that I was like, oh, movie stars can be attractive. I remember as a kid watching him being Superman. Mm-hmm. And was it with you or was it with somebody else that I was... Is it is Keanu Reeves his kid? No. Okay. I'm, no, because it's Keanu Reeves and Christopher Reeve. Okay. Keanu Reeves is not related to Christopher Reeves. I think growing up, I thought it was his son. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like an acting family. And right now I am today days old when I found out that for sure Keanu Reeves and Christopher Reeve are not related. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of (laughs) sad. Oh, my childhood heart is now broken. That'd be something, huh? Well, it always made sense in my, you know, 9, 10, 11-year-old brain. They're actors whose names are similar. Yeah, so I think they they're related. related. We could add Keanu Reeves to our uh, dream list of oh, yeah. D&D party members. So who, what, yeah, what's the full, full compliment right now? Well, we had uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. We had Christina Tozzi. Mm-hmm. Now we've got Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Didn't we have Did we Christian? Have else? Didn't we have Christian Bale there? And oh, we, I think we did have Christian. And Bale, we yeah. were not allowing him to speak in anything other than his Batman voice the whole time. Yeah. If, if my yep. memory serves me correctly, that'd be a pretty good lineup. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I think any more, and it would start to be too many people potentially. I I would love for that to happen. Yeah, that anybody would be really knows fun. any of these people's agents, and they want to get on a very <laughs> small time. I mean, the, the publicity would be great for us. But they want to do something that's like indie of the indie, like <laughs> small project, passion project. <laughs> oh man! Can we have Mary Berry play with us? If she's down, sure. I like Mary Berry. I think that she could be the the. the Final member of the celebrity party. That'd be what, five? I think it would be six, including me. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, would, yeah. Oh, you would be I playing w- too? I, would, I know. I would want to play. I could want you at their table. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. If they would allow me. Anyway, if the, if the schedules work out, hit us up. We are flexible in our time framing. We're pretty flexible in our... To schedule this this fantasy game. It's like, you know, fantasy football, except like fantasy D&D, except that's actually also just D&D, so it's just D&D, D&D. Or would fantasy B&D, fantasy D&D, <laughs> fantasy B&B. Ooh, uh, where fantasy we play D&D. D&D would just be us picking people to play D&D, and then they would play it, and then we would get certain points, points based on how, how they, well they played previously but we wouldn't actually be played i mean that could seems work dumb. no that seems i mean not really stupid. but how would you what would they have to do to get various points and various different i've never played like fantasy football so i have zero knowledge it's, on it's how that stupid. works i've done fantasy football like twice and it's really dumb <laughs> <laughs> It may also happen that I know zero about football and I've been terrible at it the whole time, but... Yeah, I know very little about football also. Yeah, I was like, I'll take this person, that guy, and them. Their name is cool. I like the jerseys of this team. It's like a computer could probably run this team better than I could, so... (laughs) But I think we could probably get rolling if you wanted to. I am ready. I'm just like... I have literally been thinking about this, uh, I don't want to say combat yet, because we're not necessarily in that way, and maybe we can head off from being at violent, but I've been thinking about this encounter, this situation for so long, so ready. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I actually do any of the things we'll, that I've been thinking that I should maybe do. We will, we will find out shortly. Mm-hmm. So, you stand... Amidst the pass of Paxion, mm-hmm. in front of a chasm, potentially a hundred or so feet deep, mm-hmm. sharp, spiny rocks and ice scattered across the floor of it that you can barely see over this wind tunnel of sorts that is buffeting its snowy breezes through this chasm such that it might be difficult for someone to fly through. (laughs) And this rickety bridge, wooden rope bridge, stretched across it, heaving back and forth in the, uh, what's another, what's a synonym for wind? In the wake of the breeze? In the, sure, in the wake of the breeze. (laughs) 
Behind you, in the pass from whence you came, you see a unnaturally large white wolf padding its way towards you, uh, snarling softly under its breath. On the other side of the bridge, on the ground beyond, you see another similar shape, a bit difficult to see through the torrents of snow flying in front of your face, but it looks as if it is a similar wolf sitting at the other side of the bridge. Mm -hmm. The wolf on your side continues padding slowly forward, and you can see as it gets a little bit closer that its fur is white, but around the paws and around the maw of this wolf, it is tinged and stained red. Mm -hmm. You've been a dire wolf before, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is similar in size and shape. But this is a bit scragglier than that. Its fur is not quite as pristine and fluffy. It's matted and patchy in places. It looks semi-gaunt and not like a nice, plump, healthy wolf, but sort of a feral, starved creature that is making its way toward you. Okay. It gets within about 30 feet. Okay. And sort of hunches down on its haunches and snarls as if it is about to leap towards you to tear you limb from limb. Okay. We'll have you roll initiative. Okay. All right. Okay. <sighs> Octavia rolls a 15 and Carhoon rolls a 14. All right. You are up first. Okay. You see it snarling on its haunches, looking as if it's about to lunge towards you. What do you do? Octavia raises her hand towards the one that is on her side of the bridge, and she casts Speak with Animals. Then as a free action, she is going to say... Uh, I don't know if it like comes out as common or if it like somehow comes out as this weird arcane just sound out of her mouth. But she's gonna communicate to to the beast on her side. We don't want to harm you, and if we can, we'd like to help you. So it sounds like you're just going. <laughs> <laughs> so I sound like a turkey. <laughs> Yeah, speak with animals, you just always sound like a turkey. Turkey, believe it or not, in the animal kingdom is the universal language. Turkey is actually basically common uh, to animals, so. Oh my god, she literally made me start crying. Okay, you say that. Uh, you can go ahead and roll a persuasion okay, check. Okay, okie dokie. Like 24. And she's going to take, like, a non-combative, like, you know, stance type of thing. Like, not showing aggression. Okay. Uh, it is Carhoon's turn next. Okay. Uh, you might need a... With knowing his character and his soul a bit better than I do, would he... Seeing Octavia kind of, like, speak turkey to... Do you think he would... Talk turkey. Talk turkey. <laughs> <laughs> talk turkey to him. Um, <laughs> talk turkey to me. Oh man! <laughs> oh, that's gold. I'm sorry. Uh, but do you th do you think that he would? Do you think that he would rush up and he'd, attack it, nah, or he'd, he'd probably stand back? Okay. And see what happens. Yeah. So he is he's seeing what Octavia's trying to kind of do, and, into, and kind of intuiting that she's not being combative. Just a second, he's probably going to. Can he like hold an action to? So there's not really a, a hold, okay. but he could either ready an action to do something if it moves aggressively, or he could take like the dodge action, which would just make any any attacks against him have disadvantage if he wants to take a defensive stance. Yes, that's perfect. So he'll take that. He'll take a dodge, and he'll just kind of be ready for in case something in case the one on our side still leaps forward. The one on your side, as you gobble-gobble at it, mm -hmm. its head tilts to the side like dogs do when they're like, Aw. 
you know, just cute mm-hmm. little puppy. I know. Like, I know. But this is not a cute little puppy. But it is it's a head cute little puppy. Tilt to the side, and then it does something that you're not terribly familiar with as far as wolves go. Its body sort of <gasps> shivers and convulses <gasps> a little bit, and then it really unnaturally like the physics of his body you're you're just not quite entirely sure how it works but it Uh does it stands up on its hind two legs but it's not like you know you've seen like where creatures Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. like this hybrid state it's not like that it's just this wolf that is somehow unnaturally standing on its back two legs oh my gosh and its front two red paws are lifted and it makes a another howl that sort of turns into a shriek at the end, and then it lunges forward. Oh no! It moves forward, rushes towards you about 15 feet, so it's about 10 feet away from you, and then opens its mouth and exhales a blast of freezing cold oh, wind. dang! I need you and Carhoon to make dexterity saving throws, please. Alrighty, so Octavia rolls a nine, and Carhoon Carhoon rolls a 12. We rolled the same thing. Okay. Carhoon passes. You do not. Okay. Uh, so you take 12 points of cold damage. Oh, and ouch. You take six. Okay, 12 and six. And you get the sense that whatever this thing is, it probably isn't going to be reasoned with. Can I sense if it has, like, a, a mind, though? or Because you know how sometimes, like, you can tell if something has an intelligence or a... Like, it, their roll up insight check. With that, okay. Natural twenty. <laughs> um, kind of a so waste, but in the feral, beady eyes, you can see it is definitely intelligent to a point. Mm-hmm. It might be capable of communicating, but it all it it's also got the crazy eyes. Well, that's so sad. Because I mean, I, I mean, Octavia really. I mean, we don't want to hurt it. Like. You know, if it's trapped here or if it's, you know, something's forcing it to stay here or to haunt this area, like, you know, I'd want to help it and, you know, I don't just want to kill something just because it's, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's sad! Well, the wolf on the other side doesn't seem to move. Okay. It just remains sitting at the other end of the bridge. And it comes back to the top to your turn. Octavia is going to lift a few feet off of the ground, letting her, yeah, letting her spiritual wings, these glowing incorporeal wings, um, carry her up. And she's going to, again, say, but really trying to lean into her kind of angelic background letting the wings be large and letting her her inhuman eyes really blaze she's going to again say in in turkey we do not want to harm you and if you will let us pass we will go but if you continue an assault we will answer. And she's going to see if it does anything in response. Okay. But and then, so if that was like a, a free action to speak, she yeah. will conjure in her hand a flaming sphere. Uh, um, are you casting flaming sphere? Yeah, I'm going to cast it. And you have to put the sphere somewhere. Can I? True. I will put it. I will put it next to me. But can I, for flavor's sake, kind of still be like I'm holding it, type of thing? I mean, I thought it was a pretty big. It sphere, is. A, but it sure. is a big sphere. So it will be technically speaking in the in the square adjacent to her. But she's like hold, like still she's holding it back. Basically, it's like I have this ability. I am not afraid to use it, but I don't want to quite yet, type of thing. So you conjure a flaming sphere. Mm-hmm. You might not want to leave it adjacent to you. True. 
<laughs> True. It will Just, be uh, FYI. It will be uh, the flaming sphere can be up in the air. I I don't know if it can be actually. Yeah, actually it can. I because I can direct it over barriers up to five feet tall and jump it across various things. So I'm kind of imagining that I'm conjuring it a little bit up in the air. I mean, you're also up in the air. True. So I'm just saying you should probably have it like ten feet away. From it, it'll it'll be ten feet, but the kind of okay, you, sure. I mean, That's like fine. the classic like anime when you you lift your hand out and the the spark of power starts like forming, you know, five feet away from you. That that sort of thing is what I'm thinking. Well, then everybody come back in six episodes when she finally uses <laughs> the uh, flaming sphere. When I have my true form. And then Frieza gets up anyway. <laughs> Are you channeling the power from all of the plants on the planet? Yes, definitely. Lending you their strength. I mean, probably all the beasties, because she's definitely a beastie aligned. For your next ten turns, you just have to stand there with your hands raised, screaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Moses. You cool with that? Yes, that's good. Ah! <laughs> In Turkey. Ah! <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so- we'll just cut back to you every, every couple episodes. Ah! Be super good radio. Ah! <laughs> yes. But yes, that is that is what she'll do for her turn. I don't know if she could do like a persuasion okay. check with her little speechy thing. Uh, that would have if you did a check, you wouldn't have gotten right. your sphere action. Okay, you do that. It is Carhoon's turn. I feel like Carhoon, after being attacked already, would uh, after having that. Ice blast type of thing would probably go to attack the creature. Okay. Well, well, what do you do? You, do you think that's in his character? Or I in- leave this in your hands. Uh, I think you two have been adventuring long enough together. Because I feel like he's like, oh, I will. You know, I would have given given it a chance and seen what happened for that one round. But now that it's already attacked me, it's not really seeming responsive. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, it might be this poor wee beastie, but it also seems to kind of want to kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's your call? It's always so encouraging when you're like... <laughs> when, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's going to do that. That seems like something he would do. And so he's going to rush forward towards, towards this, uh, you know seemingly dire wolf creature and will swing at it with his great axe okay all right he rolls a 12 to hit that's a miss all right and then his second swing Ooh, that was almost a critical for a total of 26 to hit uh, yeah. <laughs> that... Is it a 19? No, it was an 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, right on the cusp of his improved critical. Eight slashing damage from that axe. All right, so Karun slashes once. This wolf creature dodges out of the way, still on two feet, just like mm. kind of standing mm-hmm. there. Rah! And then manages to connect with the second blow for a little bit of damage. It's its turn. It wheels over focusing on Carhoon who just mm-hmm. ran up to it and you see everything you feel like a chill run down your spine and Carhoon needs to make a charisma saving throw oh my gosh okay uh. <laughs> oh, poor Carhoon is not particularly charismatic Oh, but he rolled really well. All right. So that was a natural 18 for a 17 total. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You see Carhoon reel back. Okay. Um, but he manages to shake himself off. But as this is happening, you see this wolf creature staring daggers into your companion. And as, as time seems to stand still almost for a second, and you see something uh, a vision almost one might say just a flash of it before you get snapped back into the present Uh, you see two dwarves (gasps) one of them has a grey beard one of them has a brown beard and they're traveling 
Uh, through the pass, you recognize some of the rocks and some of the twists and turns that you traveled through over the past few days. And you see them come to this clearing where you're currently fighting and see this chasm, but there's no rope bridge in this in, in this instance. And you see them uh, reaching into their packs and grabbing ropes and, and grapples and flinging them across to the other side in an attempt to pass. But then vision fades and you're <gasps> snapped back. And you see Carhoon also reeling, like rubbing his head as if uh, you would get the, the idea that he probably... Mm-hmm experienced the same sort of thing it's your turn the other wolf on the other side doesn't do anything it just remains statuesque over there and it's just sitting right it's not just sitting it's not yep just sitting on the other side of the bridge after seeing that vision octavia is going to take a look at just glance over her shoulder at the other dire wolf and do they both appear like whitish or is one like kind of whitish and one kind of grayish roll a perception check okay 17 17 it's hard to tell uh-huh. uh, from this distance uh, especially with the the wind whipping and flurrying little bits of, of snow across this chasm it it looks generally whitish but the exact coloration you can't really see any distinguishing markings or patterns okay so they both seem kind of whitish. Yeah, they're they're similar okay. looking from what you can tell. Okay. But you're not getting a clear view of the other one on the other side. Okay. She's going to speak again, but this time I I don't know if she can kind of use her speak with animals, but then also she can speak celestial. And so I don't I, I'd like to be able to kind of imbue I don't know if she can kind of like speak in the more natural way that animals communicate but also kind of using some celestial verbiage or if that's something that she can meld together um what do you want to do I mean basically I mean she's not a cleric or anything but she has you know this connection to Absalon and she has this connection to life as a druid and She's wanting to, to convey, I don't know, you know, what words she would use, but she wants to convey that if you are trapped here, if, if moving on from this place, from this chasm is something that you want, we can help you. Are you going to put all your effort into trying to make some sort of check? Mm-hmm. Or? Yes. Okay. Make a persuasion. 13. Okay. You. <laughs> and this thing. Your words don't seem to have any immediate f- effect. Okay. Carhoon. <sighs> reeling from what just was attempted at him and what he just saw is standing in front of this wolf. What's he do? He would have felt the kind of like a- attack that required mm-hmm. the like saving throw right he would have felt the yes. probe in his mind or whatever yep. so yep. continually feeling the aggression of of the beast and feeling that he had just directly been attacked by it i think he's going to uh, continue continue his you know hand to hand with it and he's going to okay. swing his great axe again roll it Oh, again, so close to a crit. Um, That will be a 25 to hit. That's a hit. 15 slashing damage. Wow. That's a good hit. I know. And then for his second swing, 21 to hit. That is also a hit. 16 slashing damage. Okay, Carhoon takes two meaty swings Mm -hmm. of this thing slashing it across the the chest that is now exposed it howls back and and again it sort of melts into a weird shriek and then this wolf creature still on two legs it remains in front of Carhoon and it is going to take a it reaches its maw down and tries to take a bite out of Carhoon's eye it it rolls a Nine. Oh, that is a miss. miss. It snarls and and lunges down, but Carhoon bats its face away with his axe, and the two remain locked, snarling. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. 
your turn. It doesn't seem like any of your attempts to parlay or yeah. talk it down are having any sort of effect. And even the first, that first round, you know, Carhoon saw Octavia's more communicative posture and, and held back. And neither of us attacked at first, and it was the first one to be aggressive. Oh my gosh. Seeing seeing it's continuing to uh, to fight against Carhoon and seeing how the two of them are, are still locked in, in combat and how, you know, her, her attempts to try to communicate with it are, are just not hitting home. Um, she's going to bow her head slightly and ram this flaming sphere into the wolf. And so you need to make a dexterity saving for a please. 14. Oh, you just meet it. So you will take half of this fire damage. Okay. Hit me with So it. you take three fire damage. All right. And also... It yelps a little bit. Since my wings are out, you also take an additional five radiant damage. All righty. That'll be all that Octavia does for that turn. Okay. Uh, Carhoon. I mean, he's going to keep on keeping on swinging at this thing, so he is going to lift his great axe again, uh... Kind of, you know, having shrugged off that that bite attack, and he's going to swing for a nineteen to hit. That's a hit. Fifteen slashing damage. Okay. And then for his second swing, thirteen to hit. Thirteen is just barely a hit. Oh, perfect! And an additional fourteen slashing damage. All right, another couple good mm-hmm. hits on this wolf thing. <laughs> is a beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. The wolf yelping, realizing maybe that's not the best idea to be uh, focusing on this and trying to get away from the fire, mm-hmm. is going to rotate around Carhoon and come over here. And it stares you in the eyes, and I need you to make a charisma saving okay. throw. That is only a nine. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) So this wolf creature stares you dead in the eyes, and all you can focus on is its black, beady, insane eyes, Mm -hmm. and this, you you can feel it intruding upon you. (sighs) And, in fact, Carhoon just sees this wolf just sort of disappear and get sucked into your body. <gasps> what? Uh, you have been possessed <gasps> by <laughs> What? Sure. <laughs> what? 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 So, uh, you... <gasps> well, it's Octavia's turn. Uh, but and Octavia, it? as this happens, you see another flash oh, before no. your eyes. You see... The two dwarves you saw from the mm-hmm, first vision. Mm-hmm. There's a rope stretched across the chasm. Oh, no. Grappled from one end to the other. One of the dwarves, the gray-bearded dwarf, mm-hmm. has successfully seemingly crossed the chasm and is waiting for uh, his compatriot to, to make its way across to sort of hanging from this rope, shimmying its way along towards the other side. Oh, no. You can see the anchor point on your side of the chasm beginning to weaken. Mm -hmm. You see the brown-bearded dwarf uh, is almost over, almost safely on the other side of the ledge. But before he can get over, the anchor point comes loose and the the rope effectively snaps. And uh, you see him swing down and slam into the side of this chasm, Mm -hmm. but he maintains his grip. And the gray-bearded dwarf gets down on his hands and knees and extends a hand for this brown-bearded dwarf to aid him up. And then the vision leaves you. (sighs) And you are still aware of everything that's happening, but you are no longer in control of your body. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we're just gonna put the wolf over there for now. Um, so... 
so what do I what, hmm. what do I do? <laughs> what what can you do? What can you do? So what's what's moving the uh, the flaming sphere? What's that? So it's a bonus action if I want to okay. move it. Uh, you're gonna slam that flaming sphere into. <gasps> no! Oh no! Oh my gosh! <gasps> uh, so Carhoon needs to roll whatever he needs to. Uh, roll. it's a it is a deck saving throw. It's this will be uh, DC. What's your spell uh, casting 14. ability? Fourteen. So it'd be spell save DC fourteen. 14. Uh, so this will be thirteen. So he he sit. No, he fails. So he'll take all of it then. Yep. Do you want me to roll that, or do you want to roll that? I would. Yes, please, please roll it. <laughs> so that will be two d six fire damage, and okay. I guess Carhoon takes all of it. It'll be eight fire damage. I know it's it's kind of like the reverse. Uh, you know, like if an NPC ever fights a fights an enemy type of thing, I'm like, I'm do- I'm doing that job. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, you slam that in as a bonus action. What can you do as a regular action? Here comes the litany. Um, I can cast a bunch of spells. Okay. I could wild shape. Mm. I could, um... What's your bread and butter offense? Like, you know, warlocks or eldritch blast, wizards, and, like, fireball. What do, what do you do? Well... Fly, uh, flaming Sphere is probably my bread and butter offensive spell. Um, uh, you got any like cantrip or no. something? Or you j- okay, you're just gonna run up and hit him with your staff then? I mean, you can shillelagh the, sh- the staff. I don't. Not you already used your bonus action though. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you're just gonna go up and try to thwap him. Oh, oh. Also, sorry with the uh, with the uh, 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 six radiant damage. I'm as uh, sorry with the eight fire damage from the flaming sphere. I'm assuming that. Carhoon also takes the radiant damage from my wings. Well, if that's what the rules are, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me write that down too. And then, yeah, go go ahead and make a, a staff attack. Okay. Is it a crit? Nope, that is a 14, and his AC is 15, so I fail at hitting myself. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, now you know how it feels to be the DM. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you run up. You'll stay probably non-adjacent mm-hmm. to your sphere, so you don't take any damage. And then it is Carhoon's turn. Who's like, I? He clearly just saw this wolf like get sucked into your body, so he knows something's up. He's like, I don't like what's happening here. And then he sees you ram this sphere into him, gets burned pretty good, mm-hmm. and then you run up and try to bash his skull in with a staff, which he manages to mm-hmm. nimbly block with his uh, with his axe uh, hilt. Handle? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, what what does he do? I mean, I feel like he would probably try to, like, grapple Octavia or do something that would hurt her, but would at least not let her keep... Attacking him. True. Uh, so yeah, grapple could be an option. He'll probably move away from the sphere. Oh, he probably could try true. to break your concentration on the sphere because he knows enough about how magic works. Oh, that's also true. Um, I I feel like maybe this is more your call as to what you would want him to do. Or um, have him roll a. Uh, what would this be? This would probably be have him roll a religion check. Ooh, to sure. see if he can identify what is happening to you. Okay, so that is a 21. Yeah, okay, so Carhoon manages, after what just happened, he's like, oh, this wolf is clearly not just a wolf. Yeah. It's clearly some sort of supernatural thing mm-hmm. that just took over your body. Um, so he'll definitely... Yeah, I think he would He would probably just move around you, away from the sphere. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, yeah, grappling would probably be probably be a thing to do. Perfect. Probably going to try to grab you and, you know... Shake, shake you out of it, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, make a grapple check against yourself. <laughs> Is that a strength. strength? You can roll... You can roll either strength or dexterity. Okay. So, Carhoon rolls a... 
23. <laughs> yeah, okay. And Octavia, you said dex or strength? Mm-hmm. Just a check, not a saving throw, right? Uh, just a check. Opposed checks. 13, so he <laughs> handedly 10 wins 10 over. All right, so he just rushes around the back of you and, like, puts you in a full Nelson. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's he has done that. The wolf is currently possessing you. Okay. But you notice the wolf on the other side, it stands up. Okay. And it raises its head uh-huh. and lets out a long sort of mournful... Oh, man. You can make another charisma saving throw okay. to try to break the possession. Okay. Right. Octavia rolls a... 22. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Natural 19, baby! Uh, yeah. Uh, so you... This this howl seems to break mm-hmm. into your consciousness, allowing you an opportunity to shove this invader out of your body. Oh As this is all happening, your vision fades again, and you see oh, another no. vision. Mm-hmm. You see this gray-bearded dwarf at the top of the ravine, reaching his hand desperately down to try to grab the other dwarf, his companion, whose, whose grip is slipping, who can't seem to climb his way up the rope. Their hands... Their, their thickly mittened hands meet and, and grasp, but the gray-bearded dwarf at the top, his feet begin to slip, <gasps> and after a tense moment, they both <sighs> plummet into the ravine. You can see their bodies lying on the floor, broken, wounded, but you can still see their chests weakly lifting and falling, still alive at the bottom of this ravine and then your vision flashes back oh my gosh you see a wolf basically like get exp- spewed oh, out of your mouth you're like vomiting oh. a wolf creature okay so it comes out between you and the bridge okay. gets back on its hind legs and turns and snarls at the two of you hmm. it's your turn okay Octavia is going to turn to the wolf and she's going to say the one on her side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. You can use my body as a vessel, and if you let me, I'll reunite you with the other one across the bridge. And she's just going to stand there. Are you willingly inviting this thing into your body? Yeah. She's going to be like, she still needs to have control of her legs and, and, and her body so she can move, but basically she's seeing this chasm being a thing that is inseparably keeping these two souls apart. And maybe with her body being a, a sort of boat across it, she can reunite them and then let them both find a sort of rest. Okay. Can you say that? I don't know, baby. <laughs> and what does Carhoon do as it is his turn after you? Um, I feel like he's probably like not chill with that. Uh, yeah, Octavia, what are you doing? This thing, there's something up with this. Yeah. I don't know if this is the best idea. There is. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've been seeing what I've se- been seeing, but the dwarves. Yeah. The, these are tortured souls. I mean. It's not their fault that they're like this necessarily. Like, if if we can help them find a peace, that's good for them. It's good for us. It's good for everyone who ever comes through this pass. And if that's something we can do, why shouldn't we? Okay, that sounds like a six-second conversation. Yeah. So what does he do? Um, I, I feel like Carhoon would still run up to try to... I mean, having seen it possess his companion... Uh, and being doubtful that the whole kind of like more spiritual finding peace through everything is is as uh, adequate a route, uh, Carhoon is still, I do believe, going to continue just attacking at it with his axe. Unless you think that's okay. super out of his character. No, that sounds like something he would probably okay. do. Uh, so Carhoon runs up and says, I don't trust this thing, you stay out of her. 
Uh, he rolls a 12 to hit. That is a miss. All right. So he whisks it with the first blow, and he raises his great axe again and brings it down for a natural 17. That for is a hit. <laughs> total of 25. Yep, that'll do. Fell off of the thing. Uh, 13 slashing damage. 13 slashing damage. Okay. It is the wolf's turn. Okay. If you have invited it to possess you again, it will... This is entirely your choice, because mechanically speaking, after you make the save against the possession, you are immune to it for 24 hours. Okay. So the only way this thing can get back in your body is if you just willingly allow it to happen. But can I allow it with terms and conditions? Like, can I be like... This thing has not been willing to... Work with me. Communicate. Yeah. So it's a gamble. What do you do? She'll do it. She already said that she'd be willing. She's not going to renege on it. Okay. You open up your spirit and the wolf uh, once again almost becomes a vapor and enters into you and you can feel this other consciousness inside of you. Mm -hmm. And you see another one of these visions. Mm -hmm. You see these two dwarves lying at the bottom of this ravine, mangled, severely injured, but alive. Mm -hmm. You see a few weak attempts by them to climb back up. You see them surviving in here for hours, maybe Mm -hmm. days, but soon the cold begins to creep in, and soon you you can see them getting weak and gaunt from uh, frostbite and starvation. You see night fall over this chasm, and then you see morning come, Mm -hmm. and you see that the brown-bearded dwarf is sitting in this chasm alone. You see that he has blood on his hands. And you see that he has blood in his <gasps> beard. And you can see him screaming in agony as his dwarven form sort of twists and contorts. Fur sprouts, and he, over the course of a minute or so, shifts into this horrific, blood stained wolf man that you just let <laughs> willingly into oh, no. your body and it howls a blood curdling howl and begins unnaturally just clawing its way out of the ravine oh my gosh at the top it shifts into the form of this wolf with these red stained paws and begins slowly padding away from whence you came oh my gosh and now it is controlling you again. (laughs) Alright. I made the choices. I'll live with them. It is your turn. Okay. As soon as you let it in, you see that vision. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you what you feel, but it seems like that might have been a mistake. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. And you see your feet begin walking towards the edge of the cliff. Okay. And you know that whatever is controlling you is going to try to throw yourself into... Oh my gosh, okay. But I am flying, also. Well, it has control of you, so it can dispel those wings. Uh, is Is that a bonus action? Is it a free action? I can end it as a bonus action. Okay. Uh, It dispels your wings, and you begin walking towards the edge of the ravine. And you stand there, arms outstretched for a moment. Mm -hmm. The wolf on the other side howls another long, mournful howl, and you can make a charisma saving throw. I'm assuming that Carhoon also let me out of the grapple that I was in. Yeah, when you when you barfed up the wolf the first time. Okay. So that's an 11. That is a failure. But I'm going to use one of my luck points. 
<laughs> That's probably a good choice. <laughs> Is it worse? Yep. Okay. Uh, so you you can feel the aura of this second wolf across the bridge, almost as if it is trying to free you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you begin the act of uh, you're going to let yourself fall over the edge. Carhoon is standing there and he's seeing okay. this happen. So I will okay. give Carhoon a turn to try to stop you from plunging yourself into this ravine. Otherwise, you might have a backup character in mind. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So what can Carhoon do? Uh, you tell me, Carhoon. I'm basically giving Carhoon a turn. He sees you dispel your wings, walk toward the edge, outstretch your arms, and begin to just let yourself start tilting forward. Can he just try to run up and, like, grab me? Absolutely. So what would that be? Um, probably a, a strength. Should he use a different die? What do you roll? Nine. A nine? Okay. Make a make an opposed. Uh, we're treating this like a grapple, so I'm gonna make an opposed strength or dexterity. Seven. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you are incredibly lucky. Or not lucky, because <laughs> I'm rolling terribly, but it's going in my favor. You're incredibly lucky in your lack of luck. You feel yourself, and you are just staring in horror as you're like, I'm about to jump into this ravine, and I can do nothing to stop myself. And you feel Karun's hands just wrap around your waist to try to keep you from it. You try to fight your way out of it, trying to let your body free fall, even though you you wish you couldn't. But Karun's strength prevails, and he manages to wrap you up and keep you from plunging to almost certain death. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Should I take us out, my love? Yes. Ooh, man. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us, any of your D&D friends, or anyone who you think just might like a really good story. If you want to get in touch with us, please shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com, or we are also active on social media. So you can contact us on Instagram or Twitter. Our handles are at and a die podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the show, and we always try to respond to each message that we get. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>